And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yep, it's a weird Tuesday because it's Tell Al Tuesday. And on today's show, I've brought Brian and Jenny back to the show. We've talked to them in the past, but we're going to get to know a little bit more about what they're up to. I'll tell you what, their portfolio has expanded since the last time I've been on the show. And they've been the beneficiary of selling some property. So we're going to talk to them about, you know, what's that like? What's it like to get a big windfall of cash? What do you do with that? Do you go out and buy boats and jet skis and stuff? Or do you stay focused on investing? We'll get into that with them. And then we're going to talk to them about their children. Yeah, we're going to talk about their kids on the air, and hopefully it doesn't backfire on us. So with no further ado, let me welcome back Brian and Ginny to the show. Brian and Ginny, how are you guys doing today? Good. We're good. So are you guys excited to be on the show with me again? Of course. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, I could. I, boy, I could definitely hear in your your voice, Brian. You're you're just super pumped up that's for this a, show, aren't that's you? That's about as excited as I get, Al. That's, I know, I know. <laughs> so let me let me give them a little background about the two of you, and we'll take it from there. Brian, you you spent a lot of time in the United States Air Force. You retired as a lieutenant colonel. Uh, you did you did the military a little bit different than I did. You wound up in the medical sector of the military. I wound up in the ground pounding side of the military. You were smarter than I am. We'll just call it what it is and be clear about that. Jenny, you had the toughest job in the world. You were a stay-at-home mom. And, and, and I'm not picking on you, Jenny. I'm, I'm supporting you because my wife did the exact same thing. And I know how difficult that can be to support a military household when you have a spouse that probably isn't home a lot. Is, is that a fair statement, Jenny? Well, oh, you have to back up just a little bit. Brian was in the service for 12 years and then got out to go to medical school and then went back in the service. So ah. I was not a stay-at-home mom during that time, especially when he went back to medical school. So I will tell you, those were the difficult times because he was never around. He was studying or he was in school. And we had a one-year-old and a three-year-old when he went back to medical school. So those were tough times. Well, I, I appreciate you clarifying that because I, I totally had that wrong. Um, but it, it is true that you did the toughest job in the world. You were a stay-at-home mom, correct? Yes, after, after he finished medical school and residency. Yes, I was. Um, and, but we, we raised two wonderful children. So that it was all worth it. That, that right there is the prize that, that to me is, is the prize. Now, Brian, let me get back to you. Did you actually retire from the air force or did you just separate? I retired. I had 20 years in, uh, on one October of, uh, 1994. If I had 25 to get it because I had a, I had that, I had actually a five-year break in service. But uh, okay, yeah. But you did qualify for that that pension, correct? Absolutely, yes. Okay, let me take you back to your your days of service. Now, you you were serving as a physician. You were a radiologist essentially, so you were receiving all kinds of professional pays. I think you were involved in the flight side, maybe. So you're getting all these pro pays on top of your base pay, correct? Yeah, I wasn't getting any any flight pay during the time I was in the medical corps. But yeah, the pro pay, retention pay. Uh, 
I actually, by the time I was ready to separate, I was uh, just a little over a uh, hundred thousand. I was a six-figure income. Um, but then I obviously, when I got out and went to work in the private sector as a radiologist, uh, I made considerably more than that. But right, but yeah. But here's here's the point I want to make, Brian. You you receive that pension, but that pension probably pays you about as much money as my pension pays me. I didn't get a lot yeah. of those pro pays. None of those pro pays translated into your retirement fund, correct? Correct. It's base pay. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a nice little thing to have, but it won't it won't keep you eating when you're retired. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you and I are cut from the same cloth. You and I both attempted retirement. You were smart. You got back into the medical field. I wasn't as smart. I had to get back into the workforce, but both of us, we could not live off of that retirement pay. Is that a fair statement? Yep. Absolutely. So my kids hadn't been to college yet. I still had to do that. So, oh, so you still had a big chunk of, I got to pay that you hadn't dealt yes. with yet. Yes, Absolutely. And and your kids were on a path to go to college, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, and they both went. So, where did they go to school? Both went to A and M. So they're Aggies. Uh, yeah, I'm an Aggie. Now, did they have full scholarships, or was mom and dad the full scholarship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were the full scholarship, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, but you know, interestingly enough, and and not because we said they had to, but they actually both worked while they were in in uh, in college because we were too stingy to give them enough money for partying that they had to get a job so they could support their lifestyle. <laughs> I've got a stupid question I'm going to ask, but I'm just going to ask it to you. Is, is it okay if I ask you a dumb question? <laughs> I've heard them before. Okay, here it he comes. He says I ask them all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then then he's ready for it. Oh, this is awesome. Yep. Okay, so so Chase had been a member of Lifestyles Unlimited for for 2 years. You guys were were trying to accomplish retirement. He comes to you and he says, "Hey, I I I want to tell you about this thing, Lifestyles Unlimited." Now, here's the question. Did you think he joined a swingers club or something weird like that? <laughs> Well, we had heard some stuff about tell you on the radio, heard the commercials. So, I mean, we we're familiar with the term. So, I wasn't wasn't too worried about that because his his wife would have killed him anyway, and it wouldn't. I would have never learned about it. So, fair. But, uh, yeah, we went from there. You know, I told you we went, we we went to a case study and uh, listened to Dave Fisher and said, okay, well, we're going to take a shot at this because. Uh, I've lost more money than that doing other dumb things. So I wasn't too worried about that. I thought there might be a real opportunity and it turned out that was, that was true. Uh, we went to, I went to the two day, the first day by myself because Jenny had a commitment and then she joined me for the second, for the second day. And after that we were convinced that we needed to get this thing going. And so we took off from there. And backing up just a little bit, Chase said that he was the canary in the coal mine, so that's the reason he didn't tell us for two years, because he wanted to make sure it worked first. And then he also told us the reason he introduced us to lifestyles is because he didn't want to have to take care of us in our old age. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a brilliant young man. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, you know what? If, if more people looked at the world that way, hey, let me do this. Let me let me set my parents up for financial freedom and success in the future. And that way I don't ever have to worry about them because they'll be set. What, what a great yeah. kid. 
Yes, yeah. although I can tell them now, no, you just want to inherit all the properties that were invested in. Oh, there <laughs> so is there is did. that factor too, right? There's that whole legacy piece that that he yes. gets the properties when you guys depart this planet. Yes. Okay, yeah. well, I guess maybe maybe there's some motivation there for him. All right, so let me let me take you back to that that event, that case study event that you guys went to. What happened, if you can recall? I mean, we're going back a couple of years now, but do you remember like years, what yeah. was said at that case study event that, that really caught your attention, that made you think that, okay, maybe I should join and, and do this financial freedom education? Well, I could see the, you know, Dave talked at that time. It's different today. I mean, most of it's the same, but I mean, it was a little different presentation than it is now. Yeah, it, it was like the, the progression of a real estate investor. And you could see having been an employee, I was never. And then as a physician, I was basically a business owner and looking to get to that stage where you had passive income to where you didn't have to be at work in order to make money. And I said, well, I, you know, we had looked I had years ago. I'd read a book called Multiple Streams of Income as well as some Kiyosaki stuff and things like that. So the the seeds were there. I just didn't know how to plant them and grow them. And I could see that there was a possibility of that, of that happening in lifestyles. And then the the two days cemented that impression. And, and so we committed and we got busy. So Jenny, you attended the two day financial freedom seminar. You missed the first day. So you you missed Mm -hmm. all the, the mindset discussion and all the discussion about, are you really making any money investing? And of course, the whole single family piece. So you jumped right into the multifamily piece. Did you feel like you missed anything or was that multifamily everything you needed to hear? The multifamily was everything we needed to hear. Um, you know, we were at an age where we absolutely didn't want another job. Once Brian retired, we wanted just to be retired and travel. So we didn't have to want, we personally didn't want to have to take care of any single family homes. Although, you know, if you do it through the lifestyles method, it's not a big deal. But we, and we could see how we could grow our, our nest egg faster by going with multifamily. So no, I don't think, and then a month later, I did go back and do the entire two day. So I got, I did get it later, but um, no, I didn't really feel feel like I missed anything. Plus, Brian's pretty good about bringing all the information home and telling me anything that I really needed to know from that first day. Well, that's a good partnership that that you guys communicate. Yeah. I I think everybody listening to this radio show needs to understand that communication is an effective strategy for an effective marriage and for an effective anything. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, and, and you know, this is what's also really fun about lifestyles for us. This is something we, we actually do together. Um, you know, we speak the same language. When he would come home from his medical practice and say what his day was like, uh, you know, I'd listen, but I couldn't always relate because I wasn't there doing it with him. So this has just been wonderful. And, you know, uh, he has his strengths. I have my strengths, although sometimes he tells me I don't. But anyway, <laughs> you know, if I... <laughs> But we look at things differently. So when we're looking at uh, whether or not we want to uh, invest in a property, we hash it out together. And it's just been wonderful. So, Brian, when yep. you when you first when you first got Jenny involved and you guys came together as a couple and you, you agreed that you were going to move forward with this thing, did, did you guys even consider doing single family or was it just 100 percent? Boom, we're going into multifamily. It, it flashed in front of my face for a minute, but I laid down until it went away. And 
as Jenny said, I, there were two factors. One, I didn't, I didn't, even although the amount of effort, if you do it right, is not overwhelming. For me to get where I needed to go in single family, it was going to be a whole lot of rental properties. And I felt like, you know, I was going to keep working for several more years anyway, and that the ability to grow the pot, so to speak, was uh, and accelerate that growth process was much better in multifamily. And I would be more of a passive guy, although we spend <laughs> quite a bit of time nurturing the networking and, you know, keeping track of we're active in over 60 right now. So at the end of the month, when financials start rolling, or the beginning of the next month, when the financials start rolling in, it's a little busy to kind of try and look at things and keep track of what's going on. But it's not a job. It's not a full-time job by any stretch of the imagination, not even close. And we take, I mean, we were February, we were gone almost all of February uh, in South America. So that's Where'd what we'd like go? to be able to do. Where'd we you go in South to, America? Uh, well, we went to Brazil, Argentina, Patagonia, Chile, just part of Chile, the part that just part of Patagonia, and then went down, you know, down to Cape Horn. So we did that. How'd you pay for all that? Did you take out a loan or something? Put it on a credit card? How'd you pay for that? You put it on a credit card. That's all you need to do, right? Put it on a, put it on a, put it on a credit card and then use the uh, proceeds from our efforts in real estate and whatever to pay the bill when the credit card came in. So is this and one of these trips? And what's great, too, is when you're, on, when you're on vacation like that, you get a lot of distributions that come ACH, so you get paid while you're gone. <laughs> yeah. So you're on vacation and you're making money? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. that's a good problem, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. So a big trip like that could cost a lot of money, but I'm guessing you guys didn't even give it a second guess because you already knew that you had the money to pay for it. It was just a matter of executing the strategy. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk to them about how they went from zero to over 11,000 doors. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Want to continue the conversation inside the community? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook. Stay up to date on upcoming events, market trends, member stories, featured podcasts, real estate wisdom, and more. You can even join us a couple times a month as we go live with our case study events right on Facebook from the comfort of your home. Get online and get in the know. Turn listening on the radio into participating in the community. Like and follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and together we're working on your financial freedom because it's Tell Al Tuesday. I have Brian and Jenny on the show, and what we're talking about is their experience, their journey, how they went from owning zero, and let me say that again, zero multifamily units in September of 2015 to today owning 7,767 units, and, that, and that's not it. 
That's not the total amount because they've sold some units. They have owned well over 11,400 doors, close to 11,500 doors since they became members of Lifestyles Unlimited. Now, this is something you can do too. And part of the reason I have them on the show is to educate you on how they did it. So, Brian, Jenny, how did you go from zero to over 7,000 doors in just a few short years? Well, we were we were fortunate that uh, when we downsized in 2015, we we took a pretty good chunk of capital gains in, uh, out of the house that we sold. And uh, I actually cashed out a life insurance policy because our financial guy says, you know, you're kind of self-insured now. You really don't need to be spending the money on on that. So that gave us the seed money. And then we just became aggressive. We said, well, okay, I stopped putting any money into my SEP. So that freed up another 50,000 plus a year. We had the, the money I just mentioned and we just started putting it in deals. And in the first year we got into 10 deals, uh, which represented 12 properties. And then I was still working. So everything that came back, refi distributions capital gains plus the original seed money we just reinvested and we did that for all through all of 2016 17 18 and 19 and then actually with covid we did that same strategy through 20 although i retired at the end of 19 in october so uh now in 21 to 22 and now we take some of the distributions and, and in some cases we'll take portion we haven't done it yet we'll take portions of the capital gains to fund our uh, elaborate lifestyle <laughs> of travel. So anyway, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a great lifestyle to have though. I mean, Jenny, are yeah. you upset with the lifestyle that you have? Oh, not at all. It's just hard to keep up with trying to figure out all the places we want to go. <laughs> yeah, that that can be too. challenging, right? It's like, do I do the river cruise? Do I do the ocean cruise? Do I just do them all? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Choices. I know. First world problems, right? Yep. Yes. All right. Let me take you all the way back to October of 2019, because, Brian, you said that's when you left medicine. So after a four year period, you were able to build up enough passive income that you were able to step away from the medical field. Yeah. Now, obviously, I, you know, I didn't replace the kind of money I was making as a radiologist completely with what I was getting from lifestyles, but it, it bridged it. And that was what I was trying to do. I had a I had a base of income from Social Security, military retirement. I needed something to bridge the gap, and that's where LU plugged the hole for me and got me to the point where I, when I stepped away, I really didn't feel any decrement in spending power. Tell tell me about the moment when you both realized that Brian could step away from that medical practice. What what was that experience like? Well, it was. July of 2019, and the practice I was in, there was a change in the situation in the practice, and I was looking at options, and we'd been thinking about it already, and so I, I went, I keep track of our distribution flow and stuff, so I was looked at how it had grown year over year over year, and then projecting, you know, from what it was in uh, 18, what it would be in 19, and probably likely going on to 20, and... Um, so I was in a practice meeting and I, I got on the phone and talked to Jenny and I said, you know, I think, I think we're there. I think we can do this. So I went to my, went to my group and said, uh, there's only three of three other than me. 
And I said, well, here's what I'm willing to do. I'll retire. Just carry me through the end of September, and I'll retire on 1 October, and you guys can move on with one less person. And uh, and they said, okay. They were fine with that, and uh, I was fine with did, that. So <laughs> Did they think you were nuts? Did they think no, that what you, no, did they, they understand they what you were doing? They they didn't know the details, but they knew that I was doing other stuff. So, uh, and uh, they already knew I was nuts, so it didn't change their opinion. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Jenny, what what was what was it like for you when when you realized that Brian could step away from that medical practice? Oh, you know what? It was great. I, well, I'll back up again a little bit, though. It's because of the practice that he was in. He was, the last couple of years he was working, he was only working 26 weeks a year. So, you know, half the year. So he was home a lot. Because a lot of people say, oh, when my husband retires, he's going to be around all the time. Well, that wasn't a huge change for us. So, so that was just fine. And plus, we had the lifestyles that we were doing together. So we had something else that we could step out and do more. And, and there were a lot of times when he was working where I'd go to a lifestyles meeting, like a road trip by myself because it was a day that he was working. And this way we could always do it together. So, I mean, it was just wonderful. And it's been great ever since. Um, I don't mind at all that he's retired. And we just, we just travel more and do more things together. He even goes to the grocery store with me. <laughs> How's that work out? It's... it's it's something I have to do. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> now that's, that's one thing my wife and I don't like to do with each other is go to the grocery store. Cause she likes to drive the cart and I like to drive the cart and only one person can drive the cart. Do you guys have that problem? Yeah. No, I don't have that problem. She can drive the cart all she wants. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. He just gets tired of watching me try to pick out the six special carrots that I want or something. He says, come on, yeah. get moving. But no. Yeah. I I think it's fair to say that all this real estate investing has has gone and strengthened your marriage. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Brian, what do you say? <laughs> Careful how you course, answer, dear. Brian. Of course, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His answer is going to depend on what it, that will depend. I mean, decide what he's going to have for dinner tonight. Right. <laughs> Whatever he answers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the serious stuff. Let's get back to this multifamily investing. Your first your very first real estate transaction into a multifamily type of deal that is structured the way we teach it at Lifestyles Unlimited. Your very first deal is with your son, Chase. What was he just like needed a couple extra bucks? So you just provided it. What, tell me how that rolled out. It may have been a little of that. I'm not sure, but it was his first deal as a lead. and It was our first deal as a passive investor. Uh, it was a small deal. And uh, so, yeah, we not only invested in it, we uh, were key principals. And he paid us well for it, as it turned out. That that property did really well in a year. And I'll tell you, uh, of the we've had 39 deals that have gone full cycle. And of the... Based on uh, of those deals, the uh, average annualized return has been 50%. So over time, I mean, you didn't just invest with Chase. You invested with other Lifestyles Unlimited leads. Is that correct? Yes, correct. So how did you develop those relationships so that you could get into as many deals as you got into? We just got – we did as much face-to-face -face networking as we could do. And in the beginning – Pre-COVID, you know, the, the, the whole model for how 
we met and, and case studies and road trips and everything, everything was in person. And so if you weren't there, you, you didn't benefit from it. And we tried to get to everything we could get to. And then we tried to meet as many people as we could. And uh, by the time COVID hit, I think we had 147 lead investors that uh, we were on their list and we had met every one of them. And that's not true anymore, but we still, you know, sometimes we get on a list before we've actually met the person, but then we ultimately try and meet as many as we can, but we're nowhere close to the, we're probably 40, 50% that we've actually met of the people that were uh, on their list. Why, why do you feel it's so important to actually physically meet them? I like to see, I like to look them in the eye and I like to shake their hand. And I, from that, I get some sense of what their potential might be. And I mean, there's some people that they give me, a, you know, if you get a limp, limp fist and they can't look at you when they're talking to you, I'm going, well, I'm maybe not as enthusiastic about that person. And, uh, you know, most of the time we've, we've done pretty well with our kind of our, our gut instinct and, and we did, and we've done a lot of first time leads, uh, for quite a few reasons, but I mean, we've like invested with like 53 different leads and 37 of them were, were first time. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a huge number. I and mean, that tells me that you're really supportive of people that are starting to build their real estate business. I think that's pretty cool. Well, and, you know, people ask us, why do you do first time so much? I said, well, um, they, uh, they work cheap. <laughs> Usually their first <laughs> That's true. Is not a, it's not a big deal. They're getting a smaller override. It takes less money to get in, so you've got less money at risk. Uh, they listen to the mentors, I think, more closely and more carefully. And they're probably going to turn their deal over faster. And if they if they are successful, they're going to be turning that deal over sooner. And you've supported them. So if you want to be in the second deal, the second deal works for you. The probability of moving forward with them is high, very high. So it allows you to get on the ground floor and establish those those long term relationships that helps you to build your real estate portfolio over time. So I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's easier for you guys to get into deals today than it was back in 2005 when you first became members. Um, I would say probably so. I mean, we've got, there's one lead that we started out with is a, was a first time lead and we're in the fifth deal with that person. And we've got others that are three and four. So yeah, you get that relationship established. You, you, they show you that they're you know, a solid operator and a, a person of integrity, and then it makes it easy to move forward. So, Jenny, let me let me ask a, a question that I think it could be a sexist question, but I'm going to ask this question anyhow. <laughs> what do you think about women doing all of this real estate investing? I mean, th- th- this is primarily a male-dominated field, but I see women coming up through the ranks. What what do you think about that? Well, I think it's just fine. When we look at a lead, we don't look at whether they're male or female. We just look at the person. It really doesn't matter. We know several women, and we've invested with women. So it doesn't make any difference to us. If they're capable, they're capable. Okay, so it's like a vanilla thing. You, you, don't, you don't care about yeah. people's race, creed, religion, sex, no. or orientation, any of that stuff. What you no. care about Maybe is money. that... that 
Making money, right? Make me money, right. Make me money. I love that. Make me money. Brian, you, you should get a T-shirt, put that on that, and I would buy it. <laughs> you probably have a total of like one sale, we right? We wouldn't be able to make you money. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to make you money because we don't, we, don't, we don't do anything like that. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's right. We don't right. get any deals. Yeah, we're not that's, leads. Why, why, why are you not leads? Oh, it's a job. <laughs> we don't want a job. <laughs> oh, so you guys got to that place of retirement, and you're not giving it up. That's no, right. No. This retirement thing's the real deal for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm, com- I'm totally it. committed to re- being retired, no no doubt about it. When I retired, I retired my medical license also. I said, I'm not going back. No matter what happens, I'm not going back. So I retired. You burned the boat. Yeah. Burn the burned ships. The boat. Yep. And and stopped eating Alpo, and, and now you're eating filet mignon. Yeah, well, I managed to not ever go to Alpo, so that was the whole purpose of this, <laughs> to avoid that. Because <laughs> the original plan, had you not done this Lifestyles Unlimited thing, maybe you would be eating Alpo right about now. That's That was the concern, yes. Or Chase would be paying for you, and that, that was <laughs> a big it. concern of his, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he didn't want that to happen, that's for sure. What would you say to people that are listening to us that think you guys are nuts and think this real estate investing thing, it, it can't possibly work? Well, it pays to be crazy. Um, I guess it'd be one well, thing. Fair enough. Offer. Yeah. No, when we, you, you know, through, we had been networking with new passives and stuff long before there was an ambassador program. And then, but even now as formal ambassadors, we, we meet a lot of new people. And we try to encourage that and to convince, not selling them anything, but just let them know that if you do the education, if you get out and you network and you develop the relationships and then you commit to doing things and don't sit on your hands, it can work for you. And and generally, it will work for you. So, you know, that's the way we kind of get around the crazy part of it. Yeah, I'm on board with you guys. I think this real estate investing is the real deal. I've got real results. You've got real results. Thank you for being on the show today, guys. I appreciate it. And for those of you looking to get started, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.